This is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment, and I'm delighted to welcome today Liz Connor of Logic Recruitment and Business Coach. Hello to you, Liz. How are you? Hi, hi, Leisha. Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Not very welcome. So, for those in our audience who are not yet familiar with who you are and what you do, would you like to give us an overview as to what you do? Sure. So, uh, my name is Liz Connor. I am the director and founder of Logic Recruitment. Uh, founded the business three and a half years ago now, and we are super, super niche. So, that's really what fundamentally what the business is is sort of grounded on being very, very niche in a, a very specific market and sort of getting a reputation within it, living and breathing it, and, and really um, sort of owning it, really, and just getting very knowledgeable in that space and confident um, and to also reduce the sort of um, numbers game or, or cold calling style. So that's really, you know, our, our ethos is it's all sort of attraction marketing and being and being known and really capitalising on, on personal brands. And then um, sort of as a branch off from that, I was really quite quite passionate to introduce this sort of model and style to, to other people. So I um, launched the coaching business just it, the, throughout the pandemic. It just felt like the right time um, to really, and it's all about showing other recruiters specifically, it is aimed at, at recruiters that want to break free and set up on their own and book but could really, you know, really benefit some support and some help, so some coaching. Um, but again, it, you know, who I can help is really is really people that want to really embrace the niche. So we would, you know, we would map all that out and I would hopefully impart um, a lot of the, the the tricks and tips that I, that I've, I've sort of created um, all around my my recruitment business as well. Because you, as you say in your profile, you walk the walk. We'll definitely come on to the, the business coaching side. So just sort of going back a step, why did you decide to go into such a super niche? And, and do you want to explain a little bit about your niche and why you felt that that was? Sure. Yeah, I mean for me, it just um, recruitment. It, you know, it's a minefield. It's a, it's a tricky job as it you know as it is. So for me, it just to strip it back and to simplify things really um felt felt the natural path and it also as i've sort of alluded to it it sort of reduces this numbers game which i don't really sign up to um so for me really sort of identifying a, a niche and a, and a space or a market however you want to see it um enables you to to really sort of get knowledgeable within it and, and it, that really builds confidence because if you're not really naturally confident like like me in a lot of ways and a bit of an introvert then you can break down so many more barriers and have and have so much more success if you have the confidence in the space that you that you recruit and that you understand um, the candidates inside out you understand the skills you understand the market and and it can just give you just so a bit, bit of an edge as well and not, and the way sort of marketing is now and being known and sort of becoming attached to a market to a skill set within a community within an arena that's really really powerful and i've just found that this much more desirable business development strategy as well um and so it's just it's just worked and i've just i've just really ran with it and it, and it works really well it just gives you that really clear identity and i don't think i would do it any other way now no i agree with you and i think it's about having credibility and that knowledge which it does take time to build up that but that's why yeah yeah, it doesn't happen overnight yeah that's really true that i mean that's something i think you've got to swallow a bit and be like and be ready for the for the long haul because it's not an overnight you know a quick hit a transactional you know hit lucky blast with you know and 
sort of throw everything that you've got and see what sticks it's really not like that at all yeah. but what you find is over a period of time it, it it starts to compound almost like a compound effect and then it all starts sort of coming back to you and all that all the all the effort that you've made does come back to you yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you've just alluded to the fact that you didn't want to be like other recruiters who you may be, maybe are seen as more transactional. And I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I wrote a blog years ago about, I think it was about 2014, about where did I see the market going over the next 10 years. And one of the things mm -hmm. I said was that you need to be this kind of sniper in your market and you need to know your vertical yeah. inside out, sort of the inch wide, mile deep kind of strategy. And um, yeah. I, I know the benefit of that. But what, why do you think, you know, from, from a candidate perspective, why does that journey look better with someone that is so niche? And, and in terms of things like crossover of skill sets, I mean, I don't know whether that works in iTrend, which I know is your niche. Can people yeah. transfer across? And if so, being so niche, does that mean you might miss out on pe people doing that? Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so uh, I recruit, my niche is specific to, a, it's actually a HR and payroll system. And we focus quite specifically on the system side of it because the HR and the payroll side is a bit more generic, whereas the systems aspect is, is very uh, specific. Yeah. Um, and it covers around six skill sets or so on the permanent side. And then we cover consultancy as well. But yeah, I mean, in terms of a, a huge benefit, I have found that, uh, you know, as you build build your relationships with your candidates, obviously, um, that you know you look to repeat, you know, repeat place people. You know, you, you actually work with them. It's a bit more of a journey, you know, and you actually support them throughout their career path. And so they will just come straight back to you because you've invested so much time in them, and you can, you know, because of you, you've done all that legwork. We have like a really thorough process uh, where we'll be, you know, speaking to our candidates for you know, a number of hours over the process, which obviously gives us that insight and knowledge, then you get to know them like far, far better and understand exactly what they're about and what their skills are so that you can market them effectively and actually represent them well. And um, so we found that candidates have gravitated towards us because they've seen the benefit of that, um, you know, because we, we actually, we've taken the time and got to know them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I can I can recognise that there are so, sometimes some limitations, and when you talk about candidates that might want to cross over and sort of step outside our niche, and yeah, that that can happen. Um, but in my opinion, sort of sticking with your, you know, sticking your flag in the sand and being like, this is me, this is what I do. It out, you know, the benefits outweigh that, and I think sometimes you just got to recognise if a candidate goes in a different direction, then okay, you know, good luck to you, all the best, but that's not really something I can support with, and I wouldn't want to spread myself and then not be true to what I'm banging on about and my brand and my my whole, you know, my whole ethos. So yeah, that that can happen. It's a it's a fair point, but uh, as I say, I think. Uh, the benefits outweigh the, the negatives. You don't want to water down what you're about. I totally agree with you. So do you think that um, recruiters who are watching this and listening to this are thinking, well, you know, I'm kind of being pulled from pillar to post here, um, that the advantages of, of going into a niche market, do you think it's it's too late for somebody to learn? Do you need to have specific skills to become a niche specialist in recruitment? Or do you think anybody can do it? No, I, I, yeah, I absolutely believe anyone can do it. I think this strategy or this approach is easier um, than if you have been in a situation where you've got X amount of jobs and then like they're spreading across a number of different sectors, a number of different verticals. You know, you've got 
um, you're under a lot of pressure to um, to send countless like CVs across a number of different jobs, different, and you do, and you quite kind of lose yourself in the oh god, which which spec am I dealing with now? And and you've got to then immerse yourself and try and get your head around that, and then move on to another one, and then an hour later it's something else, and then you get thrown another job at three o'clock. And for me, that's like that's harder. <laughs> that's harder. Yeah, you're a busy fool, aren't you? And you're just creating these talent pools then that aren't going to go anywhere. So I can see that from a sort of business growth perspective, the opportunity to know that niche, you've got a future talent pool there, which is what a lot of people are talking about, clearly. And Yeah, I mean, a big, a huge part of it is actually almost reversing things. So you invest huge amount. When you sort of identify your niche and you're like, right, this is me, this is it, whatever that looks like. You then spend huge amounts of time, obviously, candidate pooling, right with the new specialism. So when the business comes in, you've yeah. got them sat there on the, like, you can sort of picture little benches ready to go. So you're not sort of down in tools and having to do so, a lot more of the traditional resource, like, you know, let, let's start resourcing for this. You, you should have already sort of done that. And that's, that's kind of the benefit of being a specialist. And then you've, you're ahead of a lot of your competitors as well by doing that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, one thing that's really just listening to what you're talking about there is one word that really seems to scream out of my head is that you're, you're, you're talking about customers because you're talking about yes. the journey of a candidate that, you know, you, get, you might place them a few times in their career, but actually that, that candidate will then become your client and then they would then refer you internally to their new business. Absolutely. And that's why yeah. I'm, totally, I'm totally on board with, with the whole niche. So that leads very nicely then into, you know, this business coach business that you, that you now have and that you've really sort of focused on for, um, for this year and going forward. So, you know, the, the sort of who's, first of all, who's your audience? So who, who do you think would benefit from coming to a, a business coach like yourself? And what do they need to consider from their perspective as to what they're looking to get from you? Yeah, so the, the coaching, it's, the, it's basically a, a six-month program that I've designed. And, and, it, and I think this is a really important thing about one-to-one -one coaching is that it, it's adaptable. And what I'd like to think is what I offer is, is we, we would, you know, weight it on, on, on what the needs are of, of, um, of my clients. So um, I think it's mainly directed at recruiters now that are kind of, they've, however long they've had in the career that doesn't really matter what what's important is that they're itching and they're looking they're continuously looking and dreaming about about going and doing it themselves but there's a fear and um, so the coaching is designed just to kind of break down all these barriers really so not only does it cover the key you know the key strategies around the, the niche and mapping that out and getting the numbers right and and really sort of honing that down and and, and get you know making sure that that's identified before you get going but also the practicalities about setting up in business and like what do I need and what don't I need and what do I need to sort out before I can go and, and just literally having somebody there every step of the way to, to go through all these things and that's what I mean about tailoring because obviously some people will have had some exposure to business others will be totally green um, and then others might you know might need a lot more coaching around like uh, the whole um attraction marketing style recruitment niche recruitment and so we would obviously load it on into that if that's what's if that's what's needed and i think that's what's quite special about one-to-one -one. and and of course you've got you've got to make it's got to fit right with me as well and your attitudes and the way you work and your approach i think that has to really align for a coaching relationship to work and that's my that's what i'm looking for when i'm you know when i'm working with people for the Same first time and I, and I think one thing that you know this this, this is what the benefit of covid has been for you that you've 
sort of realize that you've got so much to offer because like you say you walk the walk you understand what it takes to become a successful niche business owner and there's probably never been a better time for recruiters to really think about this because yeah. when you look at risk versus return if you look around your employer and think you know we've made loads of redundancies i'm not sure my desk is safe actually if you are in charge of your own destiny and you really believe in yourself and your niche then you could actually, this is the best time to set up. You're never going to get another opportunity like this to go for it. So I think that's why it's a really, it's a, I mean, I can see it all, all the time on my timeline when, you know, people are changing their job post to, you know, setting up on their own. And I just think, I think it's absolutely wonderful for the sector. And that's where true entrepreneurship comes from. And um, so I think, you know, all these tips are absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I think your testimony will resonate. It might not resonate for everybody. Certainly those that maybe yeah. are, you know, the one-stop shop style recruitment. And that's absolutely fine. It's not one size fits all, but I think it, there's definitely um, going to be a good audience for you here. So one of the other things that I think unites you, you and me is the fact that we're both working mums, trying to kind of juggle everything and be successful at both. Yeah. So what would your top tips be to ensure that you achieve business success, but also personal contentment? Well, that's, yeah, that's an interesting one. And do you know what? The reality is that since setting up in business myself, I have been able to manage family life so much better, which you'd think that that would be the opposite. But I think removing the pressure of the job and the, you know, you've got to be here, you've got to be there, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and the, and the sort of boundaries within that, which is all fine, because obviously there are other pressures in business, financial pressures being the main one. But for me, I've actually found the juggle and the, you know, managing everything easier since going in business myself. And I think that's just simply because I fit the business around the children. I mean, I started this business with a four-month-old baby. So, you know, I... I fit the business around the children and so it, it sort of started that way and don't get me wrong there's that you know the older my youngest is three and a half now nearly four so you know it's it, it's evolved and, and I've and I had to sort of set things up and everything but on the on in the main I actually I actually did it that way I mean in terms of my tips I think you've got to be you've got to be disciplined and organized you can't sort of drift the day can't drift um you've got to kind of like allocate and grab the time that you've got where there's an, uh, an empty house and everyone's at school or nurse it's like yeah work time so don't get me wrong you've got to have that structure but I you know I'm a, I am a firm believer in, in making it work for you and your family and, and and I think that's that's a you know if you're going to do it for yourself are you going to go down this road why not make it work for you and make it worthwhile in, in more ways than one um Another tip I'll give you moving further down the line is outsource. Like we've all got our strengths and weaknesses. Outsource your weaknesses when you can, when the time's right. Definitely, I absolutely agree. And I advocate every single one of those. And I think very early on in my business, someone said to me, because I was just this front, I was just all over the place. My kids were really small at the time. I think it was when I'd had my second. And they said, are you working for your business or is your business working for you? And, I, and it was just yeah. this eureka moment. And I thought, do you know what? That's absolutely true. And you are in charge of your own destiny. So those are all brilliant tips. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been a wonderful guest as You're I welcome. need to be. And I think that there will be people watching and listening to this that will just, it will make them really stop and think. So we'll make sure all your contact information is on there. Make sure you give this. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye.